folks, you're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. We were running a little bit late tonight, but that's okay, because that's who we are. Sometimes we just roll with it. On the other end of the line, uh, down the feed trough, way down on the other end of that 1,400-mile feed trough is my buddy, Jim Kimosabi Nelson. How are you doing tonight, Jim? Hmm, what you mean we, white man? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it uh, somebody found out years later Kimo Sabi met like the back end of a horse or something? <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the, the south end of a northbound mule. Right, something like that. There was a cartoon, The Far Side, <laughs> dead years ago where Lone Ranger was looking at an Indian dictionary and it said Kimo Sabi and it said just that. And he looks up and goes, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> so, well, anyway, uh, wow, things are happening across the country. We are in a state across our country like we have never been before. I was talking to Steve Jarrett tonight uh, over at QSTAR FM. He said he's never seen anything in his lifetime. I I don't think there's been anything like this in 102 years since 1918, the inf- influenzic epidemic. Maybe, uh, well, actually, uh, there was something in 1968. I don't remember what that was. Rodney Barden, Barden was telling me about that earlier this week, but... Uh, but nothing like this, I don't think, Jim. Did you uh, have you ever did you ever expect anything like this in your lifetime? Uh, I don't know how to answer that because I, I'm, I'm like my dad likes to say, I'm not looking for the Undertaker, I'm looking for the Upper Taker. Right? No, I get that. But <laughs> but you and I, we we have a little bit of a survivalist mentality uh, to our yep. background. We like to sharpen our knives and clean our guns and and you know put 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 spam in the cabinet. Yeah, we we do that. So while we, we we didn't think it would happen, um, we always knew in the back of our minds something could happen. And yeah. It's, and it's happening. It is, somebody said, this this looks like it could be the beginning of the end. Now, for the Christian, it might be the beginning of the beginning. <laughs> you like that? Because when we've been there 10,000 years. <laughs> yep. We've no less days to sing his praise than when we first when we began. When we first began. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> So, you know, I our church, I, I will say this, and we're going to get into the business here in a minute. This the Yesterday, sometime around noonish, the governor of New Mexico, I got one of those governor alerts. We used to call them Amber Alerts. Now we're calling them, I'm calling them the governor alerts. Um, <coughs> yeah. <coughs> said, it's not <coughs> safe anywhere at church. Uh, not, uh, not, uh, it's not safe at ch- uh, church. Stay home. And I thought, well, pfft. You know, that's just her advice. Well, come to find out it wasn't. She issued an executive order. Well, our church had been planning for a couple of weeks on Easter Sunday to have a big drive-up service at the state fairgrounds. My buddy Rich Merrick was there. He's probably somewhere in the in the chat room. I'm not sure. we got a few people in there. And um, and uh, the our head of security, I'm on the security team, the head of security was is a retired um, state trooper. And I said, well, what what's going on? I mean, does that apply to drive-up services? And he says, well, it does. But before she issued that executive order, she gave us permission to to put this on. Well, I get what he's saying. In my mind, I'm thinking she doesn't have the authority to give us permission. That's my opinion. Or to withdraw. Or to withdraw. Yeah, right. So he's. I said, well... Somebody, you know, said that there was a few state troopers down the road collecting up, and uh, they they might, you know, we've been pretty well advertised. And he said, well, if the state troopers show up, tell them to come down to the cowboy with the black hat on. And, you know, I came, like, that close to wearing my black hat today, and I'm so glad I didn't. Because <laughs> if they showed up, one of the other security teams said, go find the guy with the black cowboy hat on. They might have come got me instead. So uh, I didn't wear a cowboy hat today because my hair was in good form and I wanted to show it off. That's why I didn't wear the hat today. So you ever, you ever have, I don't know, Jim, your your hair's kind of, it's stationary and it kind of stays the same all the time. <laughs> you, don't, you don't restyle it and... You know, did, it, did you it ever... depends on how long it is. Okay, fair enough. When it starts to get longer and it gets wavy, I'll play with the wave. I've never gotten a perm. I've been had people tell me I should get a perm, and I'm not doing that. I've been accused of it, and I never <laughs> have. Jim, this ain't no perm, Nelson. That's uh, yeah, I'll have to use that maybe for next week. With with my fist shaking in somebody's face, this right. ain't no perm. Yeah. So we in New Mexico have turned our amber alerts. Since the governor has hijacked the system and made it useless. That's Timid Stranger. 
is I wonder if I wonder who Timid Stranger is. I have no idea because it. Oh, Rich is in. He he's in. Um, but I'm not, I I don't know. Maybe that is. Maybe he signed out and signed back in. That's okay. Um, but anyway, should we take yeah. Should we take care of our business? Before we, we should. Get- Thank you. Thank you very much. I got you back. You do. You got my six I'll and my that. my nine and my three and my two and you're, you're I'll just be your huckleberry. Yes, well, you just rock around the clock, don't you? <laughs> All right. So our sponsor is go for it, Jim. Da, 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 da. The McDonald's Corporation. They sponsor this podcast, this broadcast, cra- broadcast. We're so grateful to them. Um, so anyway, yeah, get yourself a hamburger, a geminator. Don't ask for the Geminator. Just ask for a quarter pounder with cheese, and instead of ketchup, get the Big Mac sauce. That's what a Geminator is. Good stuff. Special thanks to our executive consultant, Mr. Rodney Barden. Uh, you can visit us at ourfantasticwebsite.com. We've got some folks in the chat room right now. Folks, I have a big announcement to make before I go any further uh, with the broadcast. We have noticed that in some of uh, our, our podcast, our uploads and recordings, uh, that the... Um, the recordings skip a little bit, and we don't like that. We like putting out a good quality product. And uh, the the problem is everybody is sitting at home watching Netflix, that Tiger King thing, whatever everybody's talking about. I haven't seen it. Um, don't plan on watching it. Um, so, uh, But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But everybody's eating up the bandwidth, and here in our studios, it's causing our bandwidth to be just a little bit slower, which is causing a little bit of a choppiness on the uh, recording side of it. So, we have decided not to broadcast the Biscuits and Gravy show any longer. We are going to continue it as a podcast for now. And the other reason we're doing is uh, this is to um, give us a little more free time on the weekends to take care of our personal our, our ministries to our self-edification, um, some other opportunities that Jim and I both have on the side. Both of our incomes have been affected by this COVID-19. Did I say that right? Uh, so we've got Co- other... Go ahead. Yeah, COVID. COVID, COVID, yes. Um, so we're going to take that uh, time to do a few other necessary things for our family on, on Sunday nights, and we're going to try... Our goal is every week to produce a quality podcast just for you. Why? Because you are our friends. And we're going to do that uh, on Tuesday and or Wednesday nights. Put out a good quality podcast. It'll it'll still be sent to Q-Star FM. It, it'll still be sent to um, KKTY, Tiger Country Radio. And, w- and they're still going to be able to hear it at the same time? At, yeah, at the same time as so on those other stations. Not at 6 p.m. our time. Um, unless... Uh, I will load it into Apex Radio, uh, and so you can still hear it this time on Sunday nights. It just won't be live. And you know what? You can still use the chat room. After this show, I'll clear it off, and you can still come back and put comments in. You can tell us what you'd like us to talk about. Um, you can call us names. You can kick you can us tell in us the to shins. shut up, but yeah, we won't. You, that's right, we won't. You can, ki- <laughs> you can, we'll, yeah, we'll be worse than Nancy Pelosi. Well, that's not possible. Um, but you can kick us in the shins. You can do whatever you want. Just tell us whatever you want in that chat room. That'll be our forum board. Of course, you can always message me or Jim through that lovely social media piece that we all love so dear and couldn't live without Facebook. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on right now. We hope to put out a better quality podcast. It might give us the opportunity to get some better content and stories and, and maybe a little bit cleaner edit. Because when I, we do this show right now, at Sunday night, I'm in such a rush to get it out to the stations that I, I don't really edit it. I put a new uh, beginning track on it, the sound clip that you hear at the beginning of the show. I, I put a new one on so it's a little crisp and cleaner and, and a new ending track. Uh, but I don't edit too much out of the middle. When we do the uh, pre-recorded shows, I'm able to uh, edit that a little bit better. And uh, that works out just fine. Back to the business, Jim. Check us out on our Facebook page, The Biscuits and Gravy Bunch. we got a lot of people in there. I, I lost count. I don't know how many people are in there. I know it's close to 500, I think. So uh, always good jokes in there, good stories. Um, we try to keep it... Uh, I started to say politically neutered, politically neutral, 
Um, <laughs> same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we try we we try to keep the politics out of it. Every once in a while, we might post a story that might be of interest to everybody. Uh, that's uh, uh, politically based. Uh, something to think about, whether you agree or disagree or whatever. Uh, that's fine. Um, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. And, of course, we are heard on, uh, right now, the Leading Edge Radio Network, Q-Star FM, KKTY, Tiger Country Radio, WBM Radio, and our favorite station, only because it's ours, apexradionet.com. So, Jim, I think th- that that about does it, doesn't it? Oh, I got a shout-out. And then you got, do, do, you, do you have a shout-out or no? I do have a shout-out. You give yours first. I think yours is really important. Yes, on on the very limited real estate that I have on my upper shelf of friends, heroes, and lesser gods with a little G. Um, Thank I you for clarifying say, that. Yes, with a little G, um, uh, but still well, very well thought of. Uh, there is a special spot in my heart for my daughter, and it happens to be her birthday today. Yay! Happy birthday! So, I'm, I'm looking across the room and she's smiling. <laughs> she's looking, ear ear. looking one side to the other with that big grin on her face. And she, on her birthday, yes, she made me one of the most transcendent and enlightening adult beverages. Non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic, but adult nonetheless. With a big N, become abundantly yeah. clear. Is she? Introduced me to Delgona coffee. <laughs> Sounds good. It's, it's phenomenal. Sounds exotic. It, it, yep. Well, it right up. It, it it actually found its origin in India. Yeah. Um, but it was it, 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 the history of it. The drink is based on an Indian drink known as Fentuhui coffee or beaten coffee. The only difference uh, of Delgona coffee is that when making this, milk was poured on top of the whipped mix with the Fentohi, uh, but with the Delgona, they actually put the whipped coffee on top of the milk. That makes a difference because what they do is it's equal parts, two tablespoons of instant coffee, two tablespoons of sugar, and two tablespoons of piping hot water, and you beat this into a frothy, thick mixture, take some milk, put it in a glass, put a couple of ice cubes in there, and then you spoon this concoction, this alchemy of wonderfulness that transforms you from the lead of your prior existence into a life changed by Delgona coffee. You sound almost British there. Don't get, I haven't figured it out. Don't yet. get me started. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about the British in a little bit, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you and me both. Yeah. Oh, I. But um. Well, I'm but gonna calm is, down right now because yeah. This 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 you mix this stuff together, absolutely phenomenal. Del, and it's Delgano coffee. It's called Delgona coffee. Delgona you can coffee. Take any instant coffee you want. You take your nice. pick. Uh, in equal amounts. Um. A normal, uh, a normal serving is two tablespoons each of instant coffee, uh, sugar, and piping hot water. And you whip this uh, by the means of your choice. You whip this into a frothy consistency. Keep whipping it until it turns into this. And and then you spoon it over some iced milk and mix that stuff together. That sounds pretty it good. Is, it will change your existence. High in it will sugar. alter your consciousness. Yes. Yes. High in sugar? Yes. Okay. So it's a weekend, yeah. starve yourself first, then try it maybe for a diabetic or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. That's kind of the Don't way you got to do it. My blood sugar was a little bit high today. I, I kind of I, I treat myself a little bit on the weekends, and sometimes I, I do it, overdo it just a little bit. That's why I'm so wound up for this show, you know. So, right. yeah, because I had a sub sandwich today, a um, couple of pieces of pistachio brittle. From again's pistachio farm down the road. I got. Oh my I, yeah, do you like pistachios? I think we've I got. Love I, I've got to get you some for Christmas. And, uh, uh, and the, the, one of the most something. trans. One of the most transcendent uses of the pistachio, my friend. Yes. Is 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 within the trinity of sacred desserts. The 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 
highest of those, in my opinion, is pistachio-flavored baklava. I've never played mm. that game. No. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I'll, I'll go pray for you, brother. Okay. No, the, but the pistachio <laughs> farm down here, you, you talk about desserts. They got everything mm. from pistachio jams, jellies, to brittle. Um, they got they got pistachio nuts that are lemon and lime flavored. They taste like 7-Up. They got them that are bacon ranch flavored. They got them that are barbecued flavored, green chili flavored, red chili flavored, plain salt and pepper, garlic, cinnamon, you name it. They got it. And it's good stuff. But I was a little broken hearted yesterday when me and Sarah went in there and they had taken their sample bar down. I wanted oh, no. I wanted to take them to court. No, just kidding. Yeah, they they have a sample guard, but I I can kind of understand why they did that uh in light of all all that's happening. I wonder how many restaurants around the country have taken down their buffets. Well, I guess they all would cuz you can't dine in anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that was a kind of a redundant question. I apologize for that. That was wrong. Um I, I They're missed, being singled out. I do miss the buffets. The buffets are being singled out. Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. <laughs> I used to single out buffets all the time. Do I want KFC or the Asian Asian uh, house? You know, I, I used to single out uh, buffets all the time. Uh, it, hey, when you and I were in college, buffets, they were, that was like Christmas when you went to a buffet. That was good. St- and they had a lot of good ones around there, too. So well, you remember going to quite a few of those, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Jim, happy birthday to your daughter. I have a shout-out. This is fantastic. Okay, what's your shout-out? I actually spoke to this gentleman today. I haven't spoken to him in over 30 years. He and uh, I and another buddy of ours used to sit together in church. and He's we, been avoiding you, huh? Yeah. Well, no, we've been on Facebook. <laughs> we've been communicating. Uh, he has been a, come to find out, he has been a faithful listener of the Biscuits and Gravy show. I, I believe if I asked him, he'd tell us that he's listened to every single episode we've put out. Um, and he says, I can't catch the live show, but I download it first thing every Monday morning. Mr. Jim Worley. Um, so between him and Joe, that guy, Martin, uh, I think they're running close to being our number one fans. So that's... Jim, it was good to talk to you today. I called him up. We were talking about just some of the things we were talking about here and uh, where we will be talking about here. And it was good to hear his voice after more than more than 30 years. Um, I think I was about 13 or 14 when we used to sit on the pew together. So that that's the way it is, folks. Uh, so, Jim, you and I have had two... Uh, well, before we get into that, let's get into the lighthearted stuff. Can we do that? We I need a we, joke. You got a joke? Please yep. tell me you uh, have a joke. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Relax already. I am. I'm got the hanky. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm recovered. Um okay. what do you call what do you call a mac and cheese that gets all up in your face? Ooh, that's a good question. Um no no hot peppers in it, so it wouldn't be all all up in your business, mac and cheese. Uh I give up what? Too close for comfort food. Oh yeah, yeah, that would yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what costs? What 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 costs? I'm sorry. What concert costs just forty five cents? Uh, Nickelback. I don't. I don't know. Fifty Cent featuring Nickelback. Uh, okay, I was half right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cha-ching, uh, get it? <laughs> Go ahead. Right. Sorry. These, um, cha-ching. Uh, <laughs> what do you call a fish with two knees? Uh, two knees. I give up. A toonie fish. A toonie fish. Okay. A toonie fish. Okay. Yours are, yours are almost as good or as bad as mine. And I've only got yes. one. So you go ahead. Why do melons have weddings? Because they can't elope. Because a cantaloupe. I love a good cantaloupe. Ooh, I like yeah. I like it better when I'm invited to a cantaloupe. <laughs> oh, oh, that was bad. Go ahead. <laughs> um. Oh, you want me to keep going? Yeah, sure. Give Give me a couple more. <laughs> um. How many apples grow in a tree? All of them. All of them. Yes. 
Yeah, you know, you know, drive by the cemetery, and I always, you know, used to tell Seth, how many people, how many people in there you think are dead? You know, and he'd go, I don't know, it looks like about forty stones. I said, Nope, all of them. <laughs> all of them are dead. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, that that oh, the one that I liked that was kind of an all of them joke. You know, yeah. how many how many push-ups can um can uh, 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 Chuck Norris Chuck Norris do all of them? <laughs> all of them. Nice. <laughs> Uh, did you hear the rumor about butter? Uh, no. What's the word? What's the rumor well, I'm, about butter? I, I'm not. I'm not going to spread it. Ah, okay. Jim, we're getting a. I wasn't going to do this tonight, but we're getting a request for the secret word. Yes. Yes. So I think I'll. I'll. I'll do this. Um, but before I do, I'm going to give you my joke. I wasn't going to do the secret word tonight, um, but we, we'll do it. We'll do the secret word. Uh, but here's my joke. What is a sauerkraut? What is a sauerkraut? Yes. Um, a German with a bad attitude. Yeah, an upset know. German. Yes, you got it. All right. <laughs> okay. Here's the secret word, folks. I'm going to give the secret word. You send me an email to our fantastic website at gmail.com. Tell me the secret word, how Jim used it, and mention episode. Guess what episode we're on, Jim? Are we on episode 100? We are on episode 101, thank you very much. 101. Yes, you missed the the big one last week, but that's okay. Yes. All right, so I'm going to mute the Jim's headphones on the count of three. One, two, three. The secret word is captain. The secret word is captain. So if Jim says the secret word now or throughout the rest of the show or prior to now, send me that email. I'll send you something like a rubber chicken or something else. Who knows? Maybe, Maybe... I will send you a coronavirus word game or something. If there's, I don't even think there is one. I could make one up, put it on index cards, and mail it. Hey, that, yeah, something like they do on the Red Green Show, I guess. That's a whole nother. We could do it. We could do it. There should be a podcast just about the Red Green Show. Did I there lose? You go. Yeah, that would be. No, fun. I'm here. Okay, it, I'm gonna. All if women, if the women don't find you handsome, they should at least yes. find you handy. Um. I and we're we're going to give the clues to Jim in just a minute. But the, I was watching a little bit of Red Green this last week, and there was one I thought the line was hilarious. And Red Green was tell he got mad at Harold. He said, "Harold, I'm just you know you don't appreciate anything I got. You don't appreciate anything. And when I die, you're not getting anything." Um, and Harold said, "When you die, I'll have everything I want." <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that's uh, too funny. All right, here's your clues, Jim. Are you ready? I am ready. Um. Something that you might find on a cereal box. Um, something on a cereal box. Um, a tiger. Okay. Nope. Nope. Uh, something you might find on a boat. On a boat. Yes. A captain. Oh my goodness! Good job. Because Captain Crunch. Yes, you got it. That was, I should have done the other clue first. The other clue was going to be um, something you find in a military unit. So I don't know. Maybe that was maybe that was too easy tonight. So if you get it, say just in the clues, episode one hundred and one. The word was Captain. Send me an email. Uh, I will. I will send you a little something in the mail. It may be. It, it may be a bag of pickup sticks. It might be a, a Jack's game or something. And if you if you don't like it, don't want it, feel free to give it to some hobo on the street. Whatever. I don't care. Put it in the offering plate Sunday morning. Um, well, don't do that. But uh, do whatever you want with it. So, anyway. I, want, I wonder how, Jim, this, uh, this whole thing is affecting, affecting tithes and offerings and financial situations at churches oh i'm certain it's not helping yeah it's definitely not helping um yeah it's kind of you know the pastor he's still he's still ministering he's he's working hard to get those videos out and making visits where he's allowed to he may not be able to visit the hospital or the nursing home but he if you call him he'll i'm sure your, your pastor will come visit you at your house and if he doesn't my personal opinion is there better be a good reason, other than he might catch a virus that neither one of you don't know if you got, um, or if you are seriously sick and might have it, or something that's contagious. That's a good reason. Um, 
But anyway, I, that's that's my personal opinion. But uh, yeah, um, because it's the financial situation across the country; it's affecting everybody. Yes, in, in some and, form or and fashion. And I have to wonder. I have to wonder if, with all of the attention that's being given to businesses, if that kind of help is going to extend to churches, particularly given um, some of the rhetoric we've heard come from certain very bigoted individuals that find themselves in government. I, I don't know that it should help churches. Um, there's a lot of people that argue that churches should be should not be tax-exempt. Uh, to help them might strengthen their argument. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Um, the other thing is, is it, it's the same way Christian colleges aren't funded by governments. Once they take that funding, then the government has put a foothold in their in the way they operate things, and they have a level of control. One could say that. Um, I guess I would, and, and, and I'm not sure that I come down on one side of this or another. I, this is actually a new right. concept. I'm about ten seconds into this. Um, we have not <laughs> talked. We have not talked about. No, this we before, have not. So, so whatever else I have to say, I, I may not be married to this thought process. But but here's the thing: if Hypothetically, if the if the federal government demands something of an individual state, then it's understood that the federal government needs to help right. fund that, to subsidize that. Okay, well, if the state government is going to demand that churches shut down, then why shouldn't they be obligated, hands off, to help these churches out as the churches comply with the with the government mandate. Well, here's something else too. If a if a church wanted if the government wanted to help a church, the uh, here's a couple of things that they could do. The government or the church could take that with an understanding that there's no expectations, no ties, no commitments to anything other than maybe that money is earmarked for a specific purpose, helping pay us maybe helping pay a salary or maybe helping families in need that come to the church for need. Right. Something along those lines. But there should be a written agreement, because we all know we can trust the government, but there should, there should be a written agreement saying, after this, um, there's no expectation. We, will, we, we won't be asking you to run your organization in a certain way. We understand that there is a... Uh, I hate to use the term because it's how it was meant does not really well kind of does apply here separation of church and state mm-hmm. that the church yeah. separation of church and state was never ever ever meant to keep the church out of the state it was meant Absolutely. to keep the state out of the church and that's been proved uh, over and over and over that's why we have military chaplains that that's why we have chaplains in uh, legislative sessions. Well, yeah, and most of every people, branch. Yeah, go ahead. And most people, most people don't understand where the phraseology "separation of church right. and state" even came it's, from. It's not even in the Constitution. You could read that document until you rot. You will not find it there. What you will find <laughs> is is that Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Oh, nice segue. Are we mm-hmm. there yet? <laughs> we can be there. Are we there yet, Mom? We, are we there? Are we there yet? Yeah. Are we there yet? Yeah. Um, but but that but that phraseology actually came from a private exchange of letters yep. between the the Danbury Baptist Association and Thomas Jefferson. Right. Um, where after after a lot of problems trying to get the government to not establish a state religion, um. And and in the final permutation of of the many stages they went through with that, uh, the the, the Baptists were about to be made the state religion over their objections. Right. And and finally they got um, Patrick Henry to come in and speak on their behalf, and so now we have what we have now. But uh, years later, the Baptists had heard a rumor that the Congregationalists were going to be made the state religion, and they were very upset about this, and, and, and... shot a letter to Thomas Jefferson, who was president at the time, and and uh, after much well-wishing, uh, expressed their concerns about the state religion. Thomas Jefferson returned them a letter 
citing his agreement with them. He said, agreeing with you that that, uh, uh, religion is a private matter between a man and his creator, I intend to do everything within my considerable power to erect a wall of separation between church and state that is both high and impenetrable. Yeah. And and that's where that language comes from. So any assumption that uh, religion has no place in government, no, government has no place in religion. And, and, and if you doubt that for a moment, within our founding documents, we had the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and the lesser known of the four, the Northwest Ordinance. It says within the Northwest Ordinance that any state wishing to... Um, uh, be cons- or any territory wishing to be considered for statehood had to, amongst other uh, uh, other qualifications, teach the Bible and Christianity in their public schools. That was a requirement. So, what, what's clear is that the separation of church and state uh, that we cite so often today as being constitutional, yeah. You need to you need to look at what the historical context of that is right. before you dare to speak on that matter. Speaking of which, yes, sir. You and I have had two discussions uh, <laughs> this week, and it, it's I'm almost to the point where I'm wrapping around my head around what you've tried to say, um, because what you go go figure what you've said is so deep. Uh, it has to do with this coronavirus and. The what your point is is that churches aren't being singled out, and boy, um, it, it's hard for me to articulate. I'm going to let you make your point with that that churches aren't being singled out, and then I will come back, maybe make a comment or ask you a question and let you expand on that. Well, I'll say this: that I think that there are some, there are some. There are some individual leaders, mayors, etc., that have within their personal prejudices, they, they've got it in for churches. Um, but here's the problem. Um, in saying that churches are being singled out, we're saying that they are being singled out in a way that no other organization is being singled out. Well, hold on. Before we say that, um, number one, uh, there's no sports events. There's no Masonic lodges that are open. There's no uh, theaters that are open. And the theaters, the the sporting events and the lodges, they're not fussing or fighting with with the law with regards to this. They're complying. It's the churches that are coming along and saying, "You can't tell us what to do." That are, they're the nail that's sticking up, and it's and it's not because they're the church; it's because they're the nail that's sticking up. They're drawing attention to themselves within that, and I I dare say that if theaters or lodges or or or, or sporting events did the same thing, they'd get their nail hammered down just exactly the same. The problem is is that, and and, and I'm talking about my own. Okay, I'm not reaching out and criticizing anybody else's uh, faith tradition. I'm talking about my own. We have this tendency to, uh, we want to misbehave before we ask whether it's smart or not. And 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 we very often do this to ourselves. Uh, um, if if we had, for example, challenged this in the courts first. Um, I dare say we we would win without causing a black eye on the name of Christ. We need to, as much as we can, function within the laws of our land up to the point where violate our our faith on this. Now, some people could say, "Yeah, well, they're violating our faith uh, uh, by not letting us attend church." Well, there's is there a cause or is there not a cause? Yes, there's a cause. And the cause isn't here in America. The cause is around the world. Everybody's dealing with the same thing here. 
Now, we can argue later that it is justified or it's not justified. What we can't argue is that there's there that there should be a reasonable respect shown to the fact that people around the world have a genuine fear, justified or otherwise. And that when we, and, and I know I'm probably zipping forward a little bit, but uh, but when we show a reckless disregard to the opinions of the rest of the world with regards to something that, quite frankly, we're not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Right, because that's just a wanton disregard. That's what you do when you do have church and the doors are open and you would rather right. sit home and cook spaghetti or whatever. Well, when, the, when, the, when we discuss forsaking your sins... Are we talking about taking a pass on it for a day? Or are we talking about utterly forsaking our sins? So why is it that we will use the word forsake in one way with regards to sins, but in another way entirely, that if you miss a single service, you've forsaken the assembling of yourselves well, together? I think that's true. I think that, that when the, the verse talks about that, forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, it is talking about more than one service. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not talking it's, about... It's a matter of the it, heart. Yeah. If, you've, if you forsook your sins the same way that some people forsake church... <laughs> I, that, I, would be great. <laughs> that would be great. I wish I could do that. I really you see what do. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. We, use, we use the word forsake in a different way from our sins to, to church services. But, but, but that's dishonest. Okay, that's a dishonest way to handle that word. There's a point. I'm going to let you go back to something you said real quick because uh, we've got a comment in the chat room that says all the other activities, or let me read it word for word, except all that you are comparing to are not protected activities by the First Amendment. Comment. Uh, um, I think they are protected activities. They're legal. Well, by specifically by the First Amendment. Specifically by the first, how specific does it need to be in order for it to be something that you get to do? You're given, right? It, actually, it is. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that we are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. So there you go. You've got your defense for those other activities right there. If that makes you happy... If that's part of your pursuit of happiness, it's protected. Well, yeah, uh, and, and, okay. and it's and, and there's not a and there's not a specific law against it. Okay, so uh, the pursuit of life. Well, your life needs to be protected. That's argued argumentable there. So we're gonna mm -hmm. to protect your life, your and your pursuit of happiness because you can't pursue happiness if you're dead. If you're not alive in the first right, place, right? Yeah, but then you've got the First Amendment that says also that you know we're we're not gonna uh, you know prohibit. The exercise of you know the amendment. I can't. Right. The, the exact wording. Make, make no Congress law. shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Which which that is the free exercise of. Um. Here's the thing too. The establishment of religion. Keep this in mind. Religion. The other activities have absolutely nothing to do with religion. Uh, the Masonics would even uh, tell you probably depending on who you talk to, that they're not a religion. Right. They are not uh, classified as a church. They don't have tax-exempt statuses, uh, except maybe as a 401c charity they might be, uh, but not, as in a, not in the same classification as a church. Um, so that, that's argumentable there, too. I get what you're coming from, that they're not being singled out. In they're as, not being singled but out. there are no other entities that are like a church, well, here's here's what's being singled out, and it's not even right to say singled out. Right. What's being singled out is if you have a group of people that are coming into a building, they're concentrating and congregating uh, in, in, in very close proximity to each other, seated, and not moving, breathing each other's air. That is what's being addressed here. And that's I what get you that. get. That's what you get. Whether it's a church, a sports arena, uh, a theater, but, but or a Masonic lodge, the argument and that's and that's but see that's the thing. No, I get it. I, I get it. That that's that's the thing right there is you can't say churches are being singled out when anybody that meets and congregates in that manner that is conducive to the spread of a virus 
But shouldn't churches be exempt to that because that is the prohibiting of the free exercise thereof, whereas going down to your movie theater is not? Should churches Um, be exempt from that? Prohibiting the free exercise thereof would be something akin to, I'll give you an example, Um, John Bunyan. You know, you know John Bunyan? Paul's wrote brother. I'm kidding, yes. Yeah, wrote, yeah, wrote, wrote, wrote Pilgrim's, Pilgrim's Progress? Progress? Yes. Okay. John Bunyan, he had his religion, his, his freedom of religion, uh, the free exercise thereof, he had his shortened. Because what happened was, is he went down to the church, he was preaching, and at the time, the, the Anglican church was, as the state church, held... It was it was within the purview of their authority to either license or to withhold licenses, to allow or to disallow uh, uh, various religions or, or licenses for ministers. Because at the time, you had to have a license to be a minister. And they held control over that, whether you were uh, in the Church of England or whether you were not. John Bunyan, as it happens, was Baptist. Well, they prohibited John Bunyan from uh, from preaching, right. and they told him, "If you go, if you go there, yeah. uh, if you preach, we're going to arrest you." And so he went down there, saw that the 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 doors of the church were chained shut. He got up on the front porch and started preaching. They threw him in jail. Four years, uh, I believe, it was four years he spent in jail. And during that four years, he wrote the book for which he's become famous, Pilgrim's Progress. And, they, and when he got out, they said, no, don't you do that again. And he went back to the church, got up on the front porch of the church, started preaching. They threw him back in jail for another four years. And during that four years, he, he wrote the slightly lesser known sequel, The Holy War. When he got out, they said, no, don't do that again. He went back, he did it again. And they threw him back in jail, but at that point, they're like, you know what? This guy, you, he just not getting it. And so, they ended up letting him out. Did they give him a but license the, um, at that point? That, that, I, that I don't know. But the point, <laughs> the point is, is that what was being silenced there wasn't, uh, wasn't simply, can you assemble, and is there a cause... See, because they had no coronavirus. They were doing this because right. they were singling out a religion. Right. And they also Because it was a voice because it was a voice contrary to theirs. Well and all that 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 is but I'm trying to trying to make this point. That is what what our documents are talking about. When you prohibit the free exercise of a religion, we're not talking about suspending meeting. Because there's an there's a cause that's applying to not just us, but everybody in the entire world. Okay, we're talking about we don't like your religion. We don't like what you have to say. We're going to shut you down because we hate your religion specifically. And no, we are not being singled out in that way. And that's what our founding documents are talking about when they say okay. Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Now, I realize that there's going to be people that are going to disagree with that, but this hmm. is the context of those documents. Mm-hmm. There's that, another, that is the context of those documents. There is another uh, comment in the chat room that makes a, a good, interesting uh, point to go along with that. So Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot are closed environments uh, they're exactly the same, except they are only allowed to be at 20% of capacity. Uh, is this okay? Is this all right when the same is not applied to all closed environments, such as churches? So if Walmart can be open, but they can only let 20% of their normal capacity in, why can't churches have 20% of their capacity in? Okay, show me where Walmart or any of these, or, or Home Depot, Lowe's, Myers, show me where they seat and congregate shoulder to shoulder in the way that churches, sporting events, theaters, and and Masonic lodges do. They don't. Okay, that's fair they enough. They do but not. I'm going to tell you right now, in our congregation, you bring 20% of our capacity in, they're not going to be sitting next to each other. They're probably, in that environment, unless it's husband and wife and son or something like that, going to be sitting 6 to 20 feet away from each other. Okay, but now, he, I just saw just moments ago on Facebook, 
where a police officer uh, confronted a couple, a married couple, and and ordered them to uh, move apart from each other. They're out in public. They're in a public mall, like an outdoor mall. Yeah. That's just and, stupid. And, you and I both know that. And he comes up and he's, he <laughs> says, oh, you need to be six feet away. And she's like, officer, we're married. We live yep. together. And he's like, I don't care. Okay. We need to apply. That's, yeah. We need to apply some common sense, consistent I, uh, logic to this. And to compare those stores and the way people the way people move about throughout the square footage of that store you cannot compare that to theaters sporting arenas churches or masonic lodges okay let's so, not it's not a comparison that you can make let me ask you this these are simple yes or no questions i'm i i will the, answer as because i, I, I want to clear this up for be, i want to clear I, this up I, for I, your benefit so that people I, don't send you hate mail well, if they want to fight, we can fight. No, but I'm not. I'm not going to make a promise to okay. limit myself to a yes no, no. or no. Well, these are simple, and we you've already answered these for me before. I want to just. Okay. I just want to make this clear. So, do you believe that the restriction of church services is is constitutional or unconstitutional, or is it a case by case situation? Okay, that's easy for That's me. not a yes or um, no, but I'm sorry. You, you get the point. No, no, no. I, I do not find it constitutional. Okay. Across the board. Okay. Across the board, I don't find it constitutional. Your point is um, that it's just no, we're not being singled out as a whole. Yes. There are some Thank individuals. There are some individuals like the mayor in New York who said if your – he didn't say if your store is open. He didn't say if your theater is open. And he he point pointly said, if your church is open, mm-hmm. he didn't say I'll shut you down. He said I will permanently shut you down. He used the word permanent. That shows well, malice one, and prejudice to me. Well, right, but uh, possibly, possibly not. I think I think you're probably right that it does. But here's the difference: churches are the only ones that are that are resisting. So why is why would why would hold on why would he include those other ones if they're not giving him resistance? He wouldn't. So he's addressing the nail that's sticking well, up. Okay, fair enough. But I and would, that, and, and that is and that is the problem. I, just so it wouldn't appear that he was singling them out, it wouldn't have hurt for him to mention the others. That's just um, just this is a point I'm throwing out there I, for free. That's a cookie for you, Jim. I just yeah, I I think that he could he could well. I'm not saying that he personally doesn't have an axe to grind. He might. Okay, and if and if he wanted to be smart about this, he should say, and that would apply to anyone else that meets in a similar fashion. Right. So um. Okay, I'm not I'm not saying that this is constitutional. I don't think that it is. I'm saying that we need to stop acting like we're being persecuted. Um, churches throughout history would laugh at us for calling this persecution. This isn't persecution. We're not being singled out on the basis of our faith. Is, we're being singled out on the. We're not being singled out. We're being treated like an everybody else. It is a possibility, though, the churches of the past would not laugh at us because we are resisting. And, and, and instead encourages saying resist now before it becomes persecution. There's, and I think we need to keep our finger on the pulse of whether this turns into that. However, um, why is it that resisting has become our first, uh, our first response rather than our last option? What did our founding if we want to use the founding fathers of America as an example then why don't we follow that example the founding fathers an example told us in the declaration of independence that they made every effort before they resorted to resistance that's that verbiage is used in the declaration of, we uh, well Jim and on and on actually no 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 no, I'm thinking of the uh, "Give Me Liber- give, uh, Patrick Henry's Give Me Liberty, Give right. Me Death," but it is also referenced in the Declaration of Independence. We are we're making resistance and the assumption of a persecuted con- uh, 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 status. 
we're making that our first assumption rather than our last option. Why didn't we go and sue them at court in the first place? And then as a last resort, finally, in the last place, resort to civil disobedience. Well, I, first of all, and, and quite and quite frankly, now now the courts have uh, they, they have canceled uh, the, this mayor's that the, right. the Department of Justice has said the one in Kentucky, and, and yes. that's where it sh- that's where it should have been taken in the first place. Right. No, I, I I totally get that. Um, I would point out that our level of resistance right now is not anywhere near the level of resistance that we had. Uh, there, there, there are certain le- levels of resistance. Um, they, they did uh, during the time of the Revolutionary War. Prior to the war, they did. They sent letters. They uh, had protests. They did all of that. Uh, we're not at the point of firing our muskets, proverbially speaking, or literally speaking. We're not anywhere near that yet. Uh, we are in the beginning of stages of this, just like they were in the 1770s. So. That, that's my take on that, and uh, we, we've got only about a minute left, Jim. Uh, any final thoughts you want to close on that? Now, I, 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 I think the only, thing I'll, the only thing I'll say is that um, we've, we've done something very dangerous, I think, as Christians, and that is, is that we will bow the knee faster at the, at the base of the flag than we will at the foot of the cross. Well, I won't argue with we, that. Our rights, our our rights have become more important to us than our our testimony and our witness before a lost and dying world. And I might add that part of our testimony is stewardship too. I, I and and I would not. We need to keep our finger on the pulse of this. But the thing is, is that. Christianity existed long before there was America, uh-huh. long before there's a Declaration of Independence, and it will survive long after. We need to be careful how we conduct ourselves in between. And, Jim, I hate to cut you short, but we are out of time. It's been a wonderful episode. You don't have to agree with anything that Jim has said, anything that I've said. You don't have to even agree with what you might think about it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we have plenty of opinions, and many of them are not our own. So um, I think it was Dan Quayle that said that. It might have been George Bush. I don't remember. But uh, that's what we're here for, a little fun, a little thought-provoking. Um, I didn't even get into why I'm mad at the British tonight. Uh, maybe, maybe next episode. But I hope uh, you all... Queen Elizabeth's comments about the yes. Philippines? Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes. But I did see that, too. No, I got into it with a, two British gents today. Uh, but anyway, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I hope you all have a great evening. Um, God bless you. We love you. Uh, stay sterile. Keep your stick on the ice. Uh, tip your DoorDash and your Uber Eater drivers. Um, Jim? And please keep on your Amber Alerts, even though Governor Whitmer is is abusing it. Um, Our governor too. Yeah. If there's an Amber Alert on, yeah, uh, the life you save may actually be someone that you know and care for. Yes, and you won't even have to wear a mask to do it. Have a good night. Bye bye. <laughs> good night, Kimosabe. <laughs>